I don't know if other people kind of go through this when it comes to seeing actors and actresses in certain films that they kind of like, they they don't always stick with that and they do other works. You know, what am I trying to say exactly? So, you know, when um, Daniel Radcliffe got older and he stopped doing Harry Potter and then eventually he started doing all these other movies and it was kind of weird because you're like, oh, it's Harry Potter and he's trying to be quirky and he's trying to be an actual actor. It's like, no, you're just Harry Potter. I feel like that sometimes is a stigma that follows a lot of different actors where they kind of get stuck sort of in this realm of either they're always going to be typecasted unless they find some sort of breakout role or at least a couple of roles that kind of deviate themselves away from it. Like, it's really hard to look at Ryan Reynolds now in any other comedy because you just hear Deadpool. That That's a me thing. I hear Deadpool every time I see him in another movie because this comedy is exactly the same. And I've had this argument the same with Kevin Hart. Like, every character he does, it's pretty much the same character. But few and far between, you have some actors that are able to kind of deviate from that. Uh, a good example is Chris Evans because not only has he done a whole bunch of very different superhero movies, he's also done a lot of really single-standing movies that are more uh, drama-orientated or comedy-orientated. And I want to talk about Gifted right now because, you know, this movie's six years old, but I think it still holds up as a really fantastic story, a really well-written story that isn't, like, from anything. You know, there's no book adaptation that it's about or anything. It's just a really, really good script, at least for me. Gifted kind of came at this time where, like, he's in between, you know, Avengers movies. You know, this was right around the time where I want to say Civil War, you know, 2017. Think about that, you know, uh... Uh, Infinity War Endgame was 2019 So if Endgame was 2019 and this is 2017 He's doing stuff in the middle of still being Captain America So it might be difficult for some people to kind of see Chris Evans In this outside realm where he's not Captain America Because you're like, he's always going to be Captain America Another example I'd like to give for that is Robert Downey Jr. Because despite Tropic Thunder it's really tough for me to watch him in other movies and not think about Iron Man or not think about the personality he brings to Iron Man because it's sort of very similar. Uh, good examples are Due Date with Zach Galifianakis. Great movie, but very weird that Robert Downey Jr. is in there. Um, what's that other one he did uh, with this actor, older actor, The Judge? That's a very sort of dramatic role, not really action-orientated, a little comedy, but it's comedy mixed in with the drama. Again, kind of weird to see him in it, and a lot of people might have even forgot about those films. This is a film that I don't feel I really forget about when it comes to Chris Evans. I know a lot of people met him years and years ago, like back when he was doing Fantastic Four, and even before Fantastic Four when he was doing rom-coms. But, you know, most people who are of this generation who are exposed to Chris Evans are exposed to him in the MCU. So seeing him outside of that might be a little weird for them. For me, this is a great story that regardless of if it's Chris Evans or not... It's done very well, and Chris Evans does a tremendous job in it. So, Gifted is about this um, little girl who's kind of like this savant mathematician. You know, she's just born with the capabilities of doing math at like in like seconds, you know, human calculator kind of area. And Chris Evans plays her uncle. Now, her mother died. Her mother was also a ridiculous mathematician. Their mother, the little girl's grandmother, by the way, the little girl is uh, played by um, uh, McKenna Grace, 
who some might know from all of her other escapades of being everybody else's younger version, just with different hair. <laughs> you know, she's been in everything. She was Sabrina the Teenage Witch's younger version. She was Captain Marvel's younger version. Yeah, she does have some times where it's just her role, and I hope she gets more, because she is really a really good actress. So, McKenna Grace plays the little girl, and the mother... The whole family is pretty much geniuses. Even the uncle is pretty much a genius, but you don't really get that until later on in the story because he's kind of like run down, you know, they sort of share this little cabin on the beach somewhere in like California. And I don't think he really does much for work as far as I know. But what he does do is he does take really good care of this little girl and he kind of pushes her to be in school. And she's really young. She's meant to play like a six or seven year old. So she's going into like the second grade, but she's blowing everybody out of the water because she's she's a genius. She's a child prodigy. And the teacher recognizes this and she and she tries to talk to uh, the uncle, Chris Evans, and kind of be like, you know, you have a very gifted child and you should do something with that. And he's like, yeah, no, she's going to be in regular school. And it's this whole kind of battle with why isn't he giving her the chance? Why isn't he letting her be smarter and grow out of this classroom? Well, comes into the picture is the mother, the little girl's grandmother, who, again, genius, high-level professor, you know, scientist, understands that uh, the little girl has this talent and wants to sort of exploit it, but she's saying she wants to exploit it for her benefit. Because if it doesn't get, like, done now, then it's going to waste her God-given talent. And Chris Evans is highly against it. Now, this movie's six years old, so I don't mind spoiling it. The whole idea of why he doesn't let her exploit it is because the mother committed suicide when she was born. And she committed suicide because she had figured out this world millennial problem, wrote a whole report about it, and was kind of, like, done with her career, had a little baby, didn't know what to do with her life, and was struggling. So she unfortunately took her own life, left the baby to Chris Evans, and then was given gave him strict like guidelines of like make sure she has a normal life. And that's essentially what he's trying to do. He's just trying to give her a normal life outside of being this massive prodigy, being this this mathematician guru almost. And he doesn't want her to live in that life where it's nothing but classrooms and reports and math problems and problems and problems and problems. He wants her to be a kid. And then if she chooses later on, he, you know, he'll let her do that. But he wants to kind of raise her as a normal kid now, as per the wishes of his sister who later killed herself. So what happens is the mother then steps in and is like, you're doing the wrong thing. You need to, you know, give the child rights over to me because I'm going to do the right thing by her because you're doing wrong by her. And this, it goes to a whole court battle where he's fighting for to keep the custody, whereas the grandmother is fighting to take the custody away because, you know, they're claiming that he isn't fit because he isn't allowing her to grow within her potential and use her talents as she's supposed to. So you have that drama and you have the family drama and it's just a really, really good story. And it's really difficult sometimes in this day and age to find really good stories and to find this, these little gems, these diamond in the roughs almost that are just not based on anything. Just somebody wrote a really, really good screenplay and somebody else decided to direct it, decided to produce it. If you go to the Wikipedia page, the guy who wrote this story, his name's Tom Flynn, there's no page for him. As far as I know, this is a one-off. I can't find Tom Flynn anywhere on the Wikipedia page that you can click and go to his thing. Maybe this is the only time he wrote this story and that was it. Who 
knows? All I know is this story is worth revisiting after the fact because it's just a tremendous tale of just what it is that you're experiencing. Everything I just explained. If that sounds good to any of you, you've never seen this film, you got to go back and watch it. It's... I think the the, the, the little girl, um, uh, McKenna Grace, she won like a Best Young Actress Award for this role. This, this movie was really successful at that point in time, even though it probably flew under a couple of people's radar because like all those other people who, like I was explaining at the beginning, they kind of looked at it and saw Chris Evans, not Captain Marvel, uh, not Captain America. Eh, they're just not going to care. Maybe they'll care. Maybe they won't. It was successful. I think it did like 10 times its budget, but it was not successful enough where people still kind of, I think, give it the credit that it's worth, the credit that it's due. And I think it is due that. I think it's due sort of more praise than what it's probably getting. And this was on my list because I think I made my wife watch it pretty recently and she thought it was great. And again, it's just something like, oh, I never heard of this film. Most people probably haven't. So you have to kind of give it that chance and step out of the comfortability almost to kind of allow these really, really good stories to penetrate you. Because right now we're at a point in time where, and I know I probably sound like a bunch of other broken records that are out there. We're in an era where it's just superhero movies. And I'm not complaining about that. I love the fact that we're getting a bunch of superhero movies. I love the fact that we're getting good superhero movies. I love the fact that we're getting terrible superhero movies, but this is the era we're in. And it's almost weird to step out of that and actually enjoy a film for what it's worth, and there are a lot of really good films out there that get drowned out by the popularity of these vast blockbuster-style, you know, huge explosion-esque movies. It's not always MCU, it's not always Transformers, it's not always Batman. Sometimes you'll find a good movie buried amongst the rubble that if you gave a chance, it, it'll surprise you.